fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Hey everybody and welcome to the Fantasy Fullback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Rudder Street Journal. Paving your way to fantasy excellence, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory and making all your football-related fantasies come true. I'm your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself. I was just saying to him right before we went on the air, can you believe it's week 10? This is our week 10 fantasy preview and we got a doozy here on Thursday night. That's right, the Falcons and the Panthers coming at you live on Amazon Prime. He's excited for that matchup. I'll bet you are as excited for that matchup as I am, which is not very. Anyway, Wolf, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing phenomenal. As you mentioned, it's crazy that the regular season for fantasy football is two-thirds done at this point. Only five weeks left till the fantasy football playoffs. Hopefully you're all in the hunt for a bye rather than clung to get in. This has been a crazy season. I'm in a bunch of leagues where like four and five, five and three, it's like that's everybody in the league. There's no real parity right now. So everybody's kind of scratching and clawing. Uh, you love to see it. It's a good time of the year, but we really got to buckle down and get those W's. So I'm pumped. I am actually kind of sneaky pumped for this game. There's some real interesting Why? fantasy products, at least tonight. You got like Patterson, you got Foreman, yeah. some interesting guys to talk about. I guess we should just dive right in before Kyle we do we'll that, that thumbs up early on. You guys have been crushing it for us. Like the early risers into the show. We already had a bunch already hit the thumbs up before we got going. You know, it's what I'm going to ask for, but that really does right at the top. Get us out to more people, and especially if you're catching the replay, too. If you enjoy what you're hearing, that thumbs-up button does continue to help us grow. We've been getting around 50 likes on these things, and that means we get to, like, 50, 60 live viewers during the show, which is so awesome, so amazing to continue to see the growth. So please do consider that. Let's dive right into the game, though. We want to hit all your questions, hit our quick preview, and all that good stuff. Uh, and we got a super chat right off the bat. Before we get into it, Evan Harrison. Is Chuba a play? Is Chuba a play? So is Chuba a play? Uh, we're going to dive right into that, whether you had the super chat or not. <laughs> I think he's more of a stash. It would depend. And let us know, Evan, who your other options are. I really wouldn't want to play him right now, though, because one, he's coming back from the injury. Who knows if he re-aggravated? I think that's definitely enough to have him in the backseat. We do know the first game he was out there with uh, after McCaffrey, he had over 60% of the snaps over 60% of the carries until he got hurt, until he started missing the time after that. So he was the preferred option. Maybe he comes right in and takes that job away from Foreman and is the preferred option again. I doubt that. I think Foreman at least gets the first crack at it. And don't forget the last time he faced these Falcons. So we'll just dive. I'll pull up this banner now because I know we're answering your question at the same time. Last time Foreman faced this team, he had over 30 fantasy points. So to me, I really like Foreman this week. He's my running back 20, though, so it's not an absolute lock. I imagine that's going to be the guy. There's always somebody on Thursday night that's the guy, the one we're getting the questions about. I'm guessing we're going to get a lot about Foreman, So, and rightfully so. I can't say definitively whether I sit or start him, depending on what your other options are. I'll give you my case, though. I have Foreman in all my leagues, but I also have Jeff Wilson in nearly all my leagues. And where I have Jeff Wilson, I'm benching Foreman for Wilson. So that gives you kind of the barometer. I am also way higher on Jeff Wilson than I am Foreman. So that can kind of give you some perspective. Let us know if you're wondering on him. To me, though, to get back to your question, Evan, it's not a start for me, Chuba, unless it's really, really desperate. So let us know who else you're considering. And we'll, we'll get right to you because you did super chat us if there's another option in there. 
I think he's more of a stash, more of a let's see what's going to happen. At 38% rostered, though, I do think Chuba is well worth stashing, as is, before we get to that super chat truth, I definitely see it. I also think Terrace Marshall, a great stash tonight and potentially a desperation stream if you're in bye week hell right now. Uh, 21% rostered for Marshall. He's gone 12 and 14 fantasy points in his last two games. He's run 96, 95, and 97% of the routes, seeing 14, 26, and 20% target share. Marshall's a full-time receiver right now, seeing really good volume. So if you're desperate, I think he's in play. But both of those guys, Terrace Marshall and Chuba, I would much prefer just kind of being your Thursday night football bench stash. See what happens. Maybe beat everybody else to the waiver wire because I could see both these guys emerging as the top pickup for week 11 next week. Beat the beat the rush. Go pick these guys up. Uh, I would definitely feel more comfortable st- starting Terrace Marshall over Chuba Hubbard right now. Uh, but hey, let us know, Evan. We'll keep our eyes peeled on the – it's either Chuba, he, he's got it right here, or maybe a, Pache- a uh, Pacheco or White. In that case, I might actually go Chuba. I don't trust Pacheco at all. Even when they get into the red zone, that becomes CEH. Even though he played more snaps, Pacheco did, than CEH last week. That's where CEH starts to get involved. I don't hate White. Now, if it's like a matter of you can only roster one of these guys, I do prefer White. And even if that means you have to start the guy, I just think there's more upside to Rashad White than any of these options. But if you already have all of these guys on your team, to me, it would be Chuba is probably the best play here. It's not safe. It's not great. Ah, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say white. I prefer white even in this situation. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But with Leonard Fournette extremely frustrated, starting to run his fat mouth right now, I am ultimately wouldn't be shocked at all to see the, the table start to tilt in white's favor as early as this week. So to me, I go white of all these options just because he has the most upside as a stash. Plus, I think he has about equal upside. I do have Chuba like a spot higher in the rankings, but to me, there's a lot more upside with Rashad White as a long-term stash and probably as a play if he flips those tables this week. What about you, Truth? Who would you go out of these pretty out gross these, options? Out of these three? Lie. Well, uh, not to echo what you said, but roster-wise, it's definitely White, I feel like. I mean, he's the guy. I mean, Lenny – it's funny. Lenny's the RB9, and he's still like nobody thinks he's doing well and because yeah, he's not. Can. You can see right. he's not. He's averaging like 40 <laughs> yards a game, something like that. So – uh yeah, I, I would probably play him over Chuba. I agree with you. Chuba's more of a stash. Yeah, let's see what happens again. Was the preferred option over Foreman? I do think Foreman's getting the first crack today, and he ran yeah. wild on these Falcons the last time out. So that's where I would lean. Ozzy Medina coming in with a $5 super right. chat. Right off the bat, you guys are being so damn generous. We love to see it. Let's see what we got for Isaiah you. Isaiah likely worth a pickup on waivers. Think he gets involved more in 12 personnel sets with Andrews back. Gallup was also dropped on waivers. What do you think? Good question, Ozzy. I don't think likely. I do th- I do agree he's going to get more involved in 12 personnel sets, especially with Bateman now gone. They're going to need weapons. But ultimately, as long as Andrews is healthy, he's the main vein. And we don't – you know that. We all know that. I don't think it's ever going to be consistent enough that likely is going to be that t- – like a, a clear-cut, dependable guy you can toss into your tight end or flex spots – if you're rostering him, let's say you have a deep bench, there is a handcuff. That's really the only way I think Isaiah likely warrants a roster spot is if you had Andrews or you just wanted a backup tight end with some upside. Because if Andrews does go down, we've already seen what likely can do. He scored a touchdown in back-to-back weeks. Two weeks ago, he had you know 17 fantasy points after Andrews went out. So I do think there's some real upside to Isaiah likely as a handcuff. But as a guy you can toss in while Andrews is healthy, I don't buy that. I don't think that's going to be the case. 
even if he is on the field more often. I just don't think that happens. I would prefer stashing Gallup for now, at least. Let's see what Gallup does. It's been a pretty rocky season. I've always been a big Gallup guy, and this has not been his finest effort. But I'd like to see what he does this week, and then you could always turn it back to likely come next week unless you're truly worried he's going to get scooped up under you. But I I don't think he's worth – I'd rather have Rashad White. I'd rather have Jalen Warren. Um, I'd rather stash some of these running backs that could come into – Real running back two value, high end running back two, low end running back one even if the starter gets injured ahead of them. That's more so how I'd rather use my bench spot than a quote-unquote handcuffed tight end, you know? How do you feel about it, Truth? Similar? No, I mean, not to agree with you too much, but yeah, I see the appeal of likely. I definitely do, but if I'm trying to fill a bench spot or something like that, I'd way rather uh, have the prospect of a guy who could end up being almost like a bell cow running back than, you know, tight end, which is a very hit or miss position. I don't, I don't believe even if likely comes in and Andrews is somehow out for the season or something, I don't believe likely is going to be putting up Andrews numbers or anything like that. So, I mean, you know, I I just think the upside of him is far less than the upside of one of these backs, potentially. If that did come to fruition though, Andrews was going to miss the season and that's a horrible thing. Yeah. yeah, I'm literally, there's nothing to that. I was just throwing it out. I would say, and it's not, I think Andrews will be back and good to go after the bye. But if that does happen, he suffers that type of injury. I would put him in the top, likely in the top, eight tight end conversation. Yeah, me too. Me too. But I would would rather have a shot at a guy who's like a legit starting running back than the number seven tight end. Exactly. And this week it could actually happen. Like likely he's going to gain zero value on your bench because they're not playing this week. So there's no way he could increase his value. I like having the action on my bench of someone that could gain some value through the action. And that's not going to be likely this week. So All right. I'd wait it out. Yeah. Let's get into Thursday night football. We already talked a little bit about the news. We, we talked about uh, Terrace Marshall. We talked about Chuba. Um, so real quick, let's talk. Uh, the Falcons are two and a half point favorites at the Panthers over under 41 and a half. How do you see this shaking out? Wolf? So right now the Falcons have been spread killers. They're six and three against the spread so far. They're three and one on the road. They're two and one in division games. And I like the Falcons here. I think they're definitely going to win. And I think they're going to easily cover this minus two and a half. Yeah, I know the last time these teams met, it was 71 points. It was within a point of each other. A DJ Moore throwing his helmet. I mean, the kicker's got to make that kick. I'm not putting any of that on DJ Moore. I just know that's what some of the boomers out there putting it out there. Uh, I I don't think that we get even close to that type of action. That was a thrilling game these last time. It was amazing. Two weeks ago. I don't think we're getting anything close to the weather. I don't know if you looked and seen that, Drew. That is pouring. It's coming down. It's coming down. The hurricane season is real here. So I don't think – I love hammering the under here, 41 and a half. I think that is definitely the play. And I'm going to take the Falcons and the points here, uh, even the minus two and a half. I think they'll win by at least a field goal if they win. And they, they I have a – I'd say about 80% confidence. I feel pretty damn good about the Falcons just being the better team. They're on top of the division. They have more to – they're just rallying right now. I feel good about the Falcons and the under. What about you? I think I'm going to go Falcons in the over. And I can't believe, you know what? It's raining like crazy. Nope. Falcons in the under. No. Yeah. So we're on the same page. So we're going to uh, week 10 news. Uh, Before we do, we literally were just talking about this guy, Mitch Chavez. Yeah, we miss you, Mitch. We were just, (laughs) me and Truth were just saying how we uh, haven't seen you in a while. We're pumped to see you back and supporting the show right away off the top. You've always been the best, Mitch. You didn't need to do that. But hey, we're pumped to have you back. And thank you so much for the generous super chat so far. How do we feel about Debo and Amon Ross St. Brown rest of the season? Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Great work this season. Team RSJ. Thank you, Mitch. We have, I will, I'll, I'll give us a little pat on the back. A lot of our predictions. I know Alan Robinson, that one really sucked, 
But other than that, a lot of our stuff's hitting quite well compared to last year, at least. So I feel really good about what we're doing, especially our in-season advice. Uh, the sit-start show, we've been really crushing it so far this year. So thank you so much, Mitch. Um, I'm not trying to sit here and toot our own home, but I, I am just pumped with how this year is going. A lot of people have written in with some some really nice things to say, and it, it means the world. We, we do this to get it right for you guys. So we're pumped to see it. In terms of your question, Debo versus Monra St. Brown, this might sound crazy, but I prefer St. Brown the rest of the year. With I, I shouldn't sound crazy at all. I definitely okay, so you're St. on the Brown. same page with me. Yeah, it's it just what made Debo such a unique threat last year was that completely elevated backfield role. We know that's not happening with Christian McCaffrey now here. And why would it? McCaffrey, we all saw how special McCaffrey looked this first week of really full action with the 49ers. There's no reason to put Debo back there. I'm very excited. That's actually my burning question of the week for wide receivers is how do these two coexist with Debo and Christian McCaffrey? I'm thrilled to see it, but I'd be shocked to see Debo get more than like one, two carries. And with that part of his game limited, he's already in a low passing volume attack. Brandon Ayuk's now emerging, you know, 11 targets in back-to-back games, eight catches in multiple weeks. Kittle's back too. Kittle's back, and he's looking fiery too. I do think this is a more open-aired attack now that they have McCaffrey there. They seem to really be opening it up. But even so, more mouths to, to compete with for Debo, less backfield volume, as special as the player is, and he doesn't need a ton of touches to you know have a monster week. I'd prefer St. Brown, who I think is going to see 10-plus targets, no Hawkinson here anymore. We're looking at like 10 to 15 targets every single week. Think of what the guy did down the stretch last year when Hawkinson was banged up. He has really – who else are they throwing to? A Swift also banged up right now. I think St. Brown's a huge buy low after a couple lackluster weeks these past couple. I'd be putting in as many offers as I can to see how this guy pans out the rest of the year. You know, I, I've always been a St. Brown, the sun god truther. What about you? You, you kind of seem I, like you were nodding in agreement. I, I mean, I'll tell you, I think it's St. Brown, and I don't think it's close. So, yeah. Um, We've been in too much agreement tonight, Truth. we got to find something we don't like. I, I, I promise. we got to get on the something. wrong side of each other. All right, let's get into QB uh, news from week 10. We'll start rolling. We, we were getting ready. We got up to a fast start. We got all these super chats thrown at us, which we Thank really appreciate. So now we're going to now we're gonna try to catch up with some uh, rapid fire back and forth news. Josh Allen, elbow issue. He did not practice Thursday. He hasn't been practicing a lot, as a matter of fact. And it looks like all signs are kind of pointing uh, to him not playing this week. They have not ruled him out, but they are, you know, like the signs are pointing to unlikely and although that's disappointing you know as a fantasy fan as a football fan obviously they want this guy in the playoffs and so they're going to be careful and they're going to make sure he's ready when the time comes yeah my guess is he rests and obviously that has a huge impact on Diggs, on davis on Knox, all the weapons there take a pretty steep downgrade case keenum the backup though there's worse situations for backups in particular him and Diggs have that chemistry they'll be facing the vikings revenge game for case keenum potentially We'll see what happens, but obviously something you need to monitor. Matthew Stafford, I was surprised at this one, popping up with a concussion, not practicing on Thursday. Seems like it's a uphill battle right now for him to get cleared ahead of time. And, man, I already like the 49ers defense – or uh, Cardinals defense, rather, this week. But if they're facing the backup, ooh, even sexier. Cardinals would be like a top-two defensive play should that happen. Already a great stream. Keep your eyes peeled for them. Can you name the uh, Rams backup? Is it John like Wolford or something like that? John Wolford and Bryce Perkins have both been taking reps. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Tannehill, ankle issue. He practiced in full on Thursday. Looks like he is trending towards a return against the Broncos. Broncos, obviously, with that stout defense. But, you know, everybody uh, has kind of been beaten up on him in 16, 13 games and stuff this year. Um, 
Yeah, so it looks like Tannehill will probably be back. Yeah, better better for all the weapons there, but you're not really relying on that pass game. Anyways, Matt Ryan resumed practicing. Who knows? Maybe with the change in coaching staff, we can, as fantasy hope fans, pray that Matt Ryan comes back because the Sam Ellinger experience has been absolutely abysmal. So who would have thought we'd be sitting here begging for a quarterback that had like 13 turnovers through four games to get back here. But, man, the fantasy options are so much more viable with Ryan under center. Let's hope that he ends up taking back over this week. Let's talk running backs and let's stick with the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, ankle issue. He was a full participant in Thursday's practice, so it looks like he's going to be coming back in week 10 against the Raiders. Deion Jackson on the other side of the coin, knee issue, did not practice Thursday. Oh, and also, by the way, Philip Lindsay has been waived. Yeah, so I think this will be the Jonathan Taylor show for whatever that's worth. We've seen Sam Ellinger target running backs at a pathetic rate, three and two targets across his starts. So not exactly a beautiful spot for JT, but as the lone man, we know how talented this guy is. If he's back, you probably got to put him in those lineups. He'd be in my top 15 running backs, no doubt about it. Ezekiel Elliott limited in Thursday's practice. Looks like he's going to be back and ready to go, which obviously hurts Pollard, who would have dominated as a feature back. I think Zeke, very unsexy, but definitely in play this week. We'll talk about it when we get to higher, lower Hail Mary. Uh, J.D. McKissick dealing with that neck issue. He did not practice on Thursday. The commanders have not updated his status. Uh, they said he was going to see a specialist last week. The DNP is a good sign that his absence will likely be stretching a little longer than one week. So uh, don't expect to see him out there. Gibson obviously receiving ups, upside gets a little bit higher without McKissick and they'll need to be throwing given how fast they'll be down against the Eagles this week. Kyron Williams could return in week 10. We've been talking about him for a long time here. I'm just going to put it out there though. He's not a must hold in my opinion. There's definitely running backs like Jalen Warren, Rashad White. People I think are much more viable bench stashes than this guy. I think the backfield is hideous. When I was interested in him was when I thought Cam Akers was going to be out of here. It is gross. I would be shocked if this guy emerges as a true three-down threat. Even though he has the skills, this backfield has produced zero value so far. Are we really like holding this five foot nine, 180 pound slow running back, hoping that he becomes this monster? At this point, and there's so many more viable uses for your bench. I don't think he's worth it. All right, let's go to wide receivers. Let's talk Raiders. They placed Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller both on IR. You talked about we missed a couple. Oh, Allen Robinson. Well, we missed Renfro too, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. um, those guys are both on the IR. And all of a sudden that receiving uh, you know, wide receiver core, it's now gone from behind Devontae Adams to Renfro and Waller to behind Dante Adams, uh, Devontae Adams to Matt Collins and maybe Foster Moreau. So uh, things have changed a little bit. Getting hideous, that means, as you could kind of allude to, Devontae Adams, another 17 to 20 target week, likely in the books. But Matt Collins, only 14% rostered. Very, very yeah. viable, honestly. If you need a streamer at receiver, I like this Matt Collins kid. We'll talk more about him in higher, lower Hail Mary as well. The Chargers, Keenan Allen not practicing. We obviously know Mike Williams is unlikely to play this week as well. So it's looking like another Josh Palmer week. Love the guy. He is very, very steady when these two guys are out Fire him up with no hesitation. McCole Hartman, who's been sneaky productive recently. Oh, we'll talk about, we'll talk about that when we talk about guys the Wolves higher on and yes. wide receivers. Anyway, abdomen issue. He's got uh, abdominal soreness. It does not appear he's going to be kept out of Sunday's game against the Jags, however, although he has missed back-to-back -back practices. We think he's going to play, though. Yeah. Jahan Dotson fell to about 25% roster ship right now. He's back practicing. Remember, this guy had four touchdowns through his four, first four games. Looked like a real, real solid player. I love the talent here. So he's somebody, if I've got the bench space, 
I would love to pick up Dotson and hopefully fire him up for a nice, easy, soft schedule down the stretch here. I'm intrigued to see him return, and I think it looks like it's going to be as early as this week. Definitely a guy to put on your waiver wire radar. Texans receivers Brandon Cooks practice on Thursday. Nico Collins practice on Thursday. Officially limited in practice, but Collins has now logged two straight practices ahead of the Week 10 matchup with the Giants. Brandon Cooks is dealing with that same wrist injury uh, that kept him out uh, last week and also uh, missed Wednesday's practice. And he is referred to in this write-up as the disgruntled wide receiver. So there you go. Brandon Cooks disgruntled with how things are going in Houston. Well, join the club, Brandon. Maybe the squeaky wheel will finally get the grease. I was really hoping to see him get traded to like Green Bay. I'm not playing him. I'm 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 playing um, Donovan Peoples Jones over him this week. Oh, I I don't have any hesitation with that. I like that call a lot. I I love DPJ. We'll talk about him later too. We're alluded to a bunch of guys that we'll talk about why we love them all. Julio Jones back in practice. Russell Gage was sidelined. He's actually been ruled out as of this show. And Mike Evans limited, but he's been limited all year, and he continues to ball out. So. Expect Jones to be the wide receiver three. He has had some touchdown splashes. I still don't trust him at all. Jarvis Landry was limited in Thursday's practice. He was also limited twice last week, and he had a questionable right before they ended up saying, nah, he's not playing. Now he's been limited twice in a row this week. Don't know if that's going to be a continuing trend, but we're going to keep an eye on that moving forward, of course. Josh Reynolds not practicing either. Given that they're often chasing points, this Lions team, it does open up the door for Khalif Raymond. He had a dud week last week, but still a potential Hail Mary dart throw if you're real desperate. Khalif Raymond, holy cross boy, shout him out. Do you know my Crusaders are number five in the country right now for D1AA? They're fucking killing it. I know I got some holy cross boys watching, so cheers. Looking forward to going to some playoff games. I'm pumped for this team. They're good. D1AA. Hey, don't fucking shit on them. This team is filthy. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. (laughs) All right. Tight ends. Let's talk tight ends. David Njoku did not practice Thursday. In contrast, good old Cameron Brait, one of the Wolves' favorites from back in the day, he practiced in full on Thursday. Uh, Either of those things move the needles for you? No. I mean, Njoku would obviously move the needle if he was in. It sucks that he's out. Harrison Bryant, I'd have a real hard time going back to him when he put up a goose egg, the last start for David Njoku. Brait, you know my feelings. I want to knock those buck teeth out for him blowing a fantasy championship for me. That was my fault for trusting this motherfucker. But I've talked about how badly I want to spit on his face. So I, I hate Bray. And this just ruins the streaming appeal of Kate Otten, who's in a great spot against the Seahawks. Just kind of burns what I thought was going to be my Hail Mary of the week. Looks like another super chat is coming. No, no, no. Let's talk defense first because then we can hit the super chats and go on to our ad read. We can, yeah. There's really no uh, updates other than Dustin Hopkins is not practicing, which means Cameron right. Dicker. I, the the real only reason I wanted you to read it is so we could talk a little bit about Cameron Dicker. <laughs> Cameron Dicker, the kicker, baby. He's had eight-plus points in his two starts so far with the Chargers. It's a good offense. I started him in all my leagues last week, and I wasn't mad about it. Big fan of Dicker the kicker, baby. I definitely could be – he'll end up finding himself in my top seven kickers for the week. Pick him up if you're desperate. Top, top seven kicker. kicker, number one dicker. Yeah. All right. Uh, All righty. Let's move let's, on to a couple super chats, and then we'll hit our higher, lower Hail Mary. Wolfpack, we got 41 of you here. Love to see it. The Jesus. audience is starting to grow. It looked like it might be a little slow one tonight, and here you all are. It's never So slow. fucking pumped to have this many with us. If you don't mind hitting that thumbs up button if you're here and you enjoy what you're hearing, it does help us so much to continue to grow. I see some new names out there. Love to have you here with us. Just want to make sure you guys recognize we will answer every single question we get, but we do a quick preview show before we get there. So I would say about 15 minutes and it's on to all of your questions. A quick way to jump that line 
is what Sebastian Alex did here. Always giving us those super chats. So greatly appreciated for your support, Sebastian. Uh, that's a quick way to have us drop what we're doing and get right to your questions. Let's see what we got. All right, Sebastian, Alex, Gino or Mariota. Also, start Hubbard uh, tonight in the flex. So, uh, Sebastian, we'll keep our eyes peeled for you know who else is out there uh, for Hubbard, but I don't love starting him. I know he was the preferred option over Foreman when McCaffrey first left, but Foreman has been rumbling since then. I imagine he's going to get the start, the first crack at things. And as long as they keep it close, I think he's going to be the preferred option. So I don't love starting Hubbard, but, again, if you're desperate, let us know who else you're considering but I don't think he's a great play uh, tonight. He's like running back 35, 36. So again, if you're desperate, could be viable, but not the guy I want. Looking at your quarterback question, Gino versus Mariota, it's definitely Gino for Gino, me. hundred times out of 100. Coming off a 22-point day last week, I think he's rolling. And I mean, this is a game, who knows if the Bucks will ever find their offense this year, but 19, 22 points across his last two weeks. And, you know, he had a few duds in a row, 14 and 13, but before that, 20, 32, 24 points. Gino's got a great ceiling. This offense is clicking on all cylinders. I love all the shade that Pete Carroll keeps throwing at Russ, but he keeps talking about how Gino is just so damn coachable. He's calling the plays that are called. They're able to move at a faster clip. And you've seen that. They're one of the top seven in pace right now, given that Gino is just doing his job. He's chucking it to two great receivers each and every week. And the Tampa Bay secondary is not what it used to be. So I'm I'm all about Gino here. Yeah, you know, Mariota had a decent day against. Come Carolina on, it's, point, it's like a typhoon out. tonight. No, typhoon. No, even if the conditions were perfect, it's Gino. That's it's it. even if exactly if it was in a dome, I'd still want Gino. But especially with the conditions this way, you know they will run the ball as much as they can. Even when they're down 14 points, they'll throw it 10 times a fucking game. No, so forget I it. have no faith in Mariota at all. I much, much, much prefer Gino Smith tonight. Absolutely. Uh, Mark Gonzalez, uh, start Sutton or Drake London? Yuck. He at least acknowledges <laughs> pretty, the yuck. I appreciate Pretty that. yucky, uh, indeed. I actually will get to it. I don't mind Sutton. I know his last month has been absolutely abysmal. So why would you want to trust this guy? Well, I like the matchup against the Titans, giving up the second most points overall to wide receivers, but in particular, second wide receivers. And right now, who knows if it's Sutton or if it's Judy, the one or, or two here. But right now, you know, coming off – one, two, and one fantasy points. I can understand your hesitation with Cortland Sutton. I think after the bye, he was Russ's guy to start the year. I think we get back into that like 10, 11 target range. Gets a really, really bad Tennessee secondary. I don't want – I mean, both have been really bad. London's hasn't been all that much better in terms of total points, and now you're getting a monsoon night. You have to put him in on Thursday, and then if he sucks, you have that like lingering, awful feeling all weekend. I'd love to see London break out of this slump. I've been cutting him where I have him, to be honest, though. I'm, I'm worried about how run-heavy this offense is. I just feel like Sutton has we've, – we've seen it more from Sutton than we have London. And more it's, recently, as crazy as that is to say, as bad as Sutton has been, he's been better more recently. Drake London, since the first couple of weeks of the season, he's been just about useless. So I'm going Sutton here. What about you, Truth? It's Sutton. It's Sutton. Okay. Greg Sarno. What's up, boys? Half point PPR. Foreman Pickens, Wilson Jr. I need one who I love Wilson here. I love all these options. I really do. And I'm excited to see what Pickens does in his first week without um, Claypool there. That all being said, I love Wilson. We're going to get to higher, lower Hail Mary. I'm all in on Wilson. I've always been a Wilson guy. And I just think it's only uphill. I mean, only up from here. I love him. I have Wilson and Foreman within two spots of each other. But I'm making that same decision myself, Foreman versus Wilson. And today I swapped Foreman and Wilson 
and put Wilson in everywhere that I had Foreman in. I'm all about Wilson this week. I think he's going to feast. All right. This one's easy to me. Wilson. Um, we're, we're, we got, we're Wilson show. We totally are. We've been, we, you and me have been strangely aligned on this episode. Yeah. I don't um, like it. It's too aligned. We've got to um, get some disagreement in here, folks. Oh, new sponsor, huh? Oh yeah. We've got a new sponsor indeed. And I love these guys. They're such nice guys. New debuting app called Betel. Uh, they're awesome people. And how this works, it's different than anything. We always have these little prop bet things and whatnot. This is different than anything I've ever played. Uh, so you load your fantasy roster into it, Betel, and how it works. So uh, do we have a Betel banner here? Um, we, we should have a Betel banner. So Betel, uh, free 25 bucks. So uh, link in chat. I thought I had one, but it was not in yeah, so Lincoln chat. Thank you guys for your patience. As this, this, we this is the sort of preparedness that people pay for. <laughs> no, but I do definitely we won't spend a lot of time because we got a shitload of questions. We want to rip through these, but I would highly encourage everybody check out Betel. They're giving you a free 25 bucks if you click the link in our chat here. It's your way to face me. I love you know, everybody. I know. We get in a league together. This is how we do it. It's a week-to-week way to challenge anybody out there. Uh, you load your roster, whether it's Yahoo, whether it's on Sleeper, you just sync it up, your roster's on there, and then you kind of swipe through as if it's Tinder, but for fantasy football, you swipe through whatever matchups you want, you bet whatever amount you want, and see if they accept it. It's a great way to have some weekly battles uh, with I know. the people that you might not be in leagues with. I know, Truth, you'll get on there. This people is a great way to have a lot of fun, also a great way to potentially end some friendships, because there's going to be some some absolute uh, you know testosterone thrown around here. And oh, yeah. also, 25 bucks to sign-up credit when you get in Why there not, for free. Right? You get a free 25 bucks to play. If you hate it, get off of it. I will say this, and they they told me, give this preface up front. It's brand new. They're, you know, they're developing it. They want feedback, and they, they're only giving this out to a select few groups because they, they're like, you, we know you have a good audience. We know they are you know patient. They listen to you. They trust you. And we want people on here that are willing to like give it a week, try it out, give us some feedback. Write back to me. Let me know what your experience is and what you think is better. And then I'll have a call with them. They really want this product improved and perfect so that they can really have a huge launch next year. But they, we want our wolf pack on the ground floor of this thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. testing Seriously. it out. Um, and it's, it's really cool. Again, great people. It's a great concept and it's already really fun. I love it in its current iteration and I think it's only going to get better and it's going to be because of you guys. So check out Betel. You can go to Betel.co. You can download the app in both Android and Apple. Really good people running this thing. Really intrigued by how it's going to develop. I've only been on it for a week so far and I had a blast last week challenging people. I've been swiping a lot harder this week with a lot more matchups. I'd love to square off with you guys, Wolfpack. And I believe if you click that link, it will bring you to a challenge link to me, a way to battle. But again, if you're having issues, message me at Roto Street Wolf. Would love to give any feedback, any of that good stuff. But check out battle.co. Use that link in the description here. Uh, and it would help us out because we want to help them grow. We want them to know where the Wolfpack set yeah, yeah. up. So check ten, it out. Also, Wolfpack. 10 bucks if, if you refer a friend for you, anybody that joins. So absolutely bring it on. This is, you know. Make some money uh, challenging the wolf. Make some money referring some friends. Absolutely. Real quick, before, uh, before we get, we get into higher, lower hill, Mary, a very generous super chat. Now this was this it. is great because Dylan actually posted in the comments earlier. I didn't put it up. He he, he just goes, "What's up, guys? I'll be back in ten minutes." <laughs> and here he is coming back in ten minutes with a great super with 10 chat. Bucks. Thank you so much, Dylan. Let's get what we got. <laughs> Redraft trade. Ak T or Nook. Uh, uh, Ak and T Higgins or Nook and Ramadre. I so here's the deal. I think I take the the Nook and Ramondre side of this. 
And the that's reason very he, interesting. This might be the first time we disagree, but go. I on. like it. Now, in theory, I probably would prefer AK and T. I'm a little nervous right now, though, that with that tape coming out. Yeah, that's Kamara, what I was worried you were going to say. It's an ugly tape. I mean, he beats that guy down, and so I don't know if anything's going to happen this season or not. But that risk is lingering, and if he gets suspended, I mean, it could happen at any point. In particular, your crunch. And, and we probably won't see him again this season and, if it happens. It makes me nervous. So if I could sell, like I definitely prefer Nuck to T, and I love T. But I, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is on a different level this year. This is back to like two seasons, three seasons ago when he was with the Texans, just target hog alpha. This is a different Nuck than we saw last year. He's a top five receiver for me, rest of season. So I'll, I'll take the upgraded receiver. And Ramondre and AK are pretty close. So you stir in that risk with Kamara. <laughs> Him and Ramondre are pretty much on the same level if you mix in that rest. Now, if you told me Kamara is playing the rest of the year, I would probably say don't do this. I would say I'd like the T and I like the Kamara side. But with that added risk, give me Ramondre, give me Hopkins. And if if he ends up getting suspended, you just got Ramondre and DeAndre Hopkins for T. Higgins. I mean, that could be an absolute smash play. So I I take the Ramondre and and Hopkins side of this. What about you, Truth? Well, that – my instinct was AK and T, but when I remembered the beatdown video, then I kind of rethought it. And your your reasoning is pretty sound, actually. <laughs> it's such a close deal. So I can't. Why that's not, not going to be the thing we disagree on. I'm sorry. Why not take the less risky side? It really does seem like Ramondre has a hundred percent separated from Harris too. Uh, he Harris has yeah. been back, and Ramondre and, and, and Nook's been 70%. great. Nook's yeah. been great. Thank you so much for the generous super chat, Dylan. I hope that helps you out too. Mitch coming back with another uh, super chat. Full PPR. I need to start two of these three: St. Brown, Debo, and Juju. Who are you sitting, Wolf? Oh, man, it's so hard to sit Juju, and I know Mitch is a a Chiefs fan, so he's probably wanting to get Juju into that lineup. I have Debo at like eighteen and Juju at nineteen. I just think Debo's upside is too big to bench, and St. Brown, the target hog upside is too much there too. As good as Juju's been these last three weeks, he's been a, a revelation how good this guy has been to me. He's the one that could just disappear at any given moment. Like if a team sells out to stop him steady as he's been, he's really seemed to found some really good footing here. He just worries the most of of all these guys. I don't know. I love all three of them. So Juju, just the one I love the least is, is really how it comes down to. I don't have a great reason other than that for benching him. What about you truth? How do you feel about these guys? I'm sitting Debo here. Sitting Debo, yeah. I, I just looked there. My wide receiver is 16 and 17. So, again, like, congrats on such good options, Mitch. Great problem to have, a bounty of riches. I don't think you can go too wrong here. It is tough, though. Juju, 20, 22, and 14 across his last uh, last three weeks, 12 targets last week, a season-high 10 catches. It's tough to sit him. It really is. He's a great option, Mitch. But I just got to play St. Brown and Debo myself. Debo does have a lower floor. Ah, man, this is fucking tough. When you listen, I I I never in a million years want to come off as bashing Debo, but when you said the one who's most likely to disappear is Juju, I kind of disagree. I kind of think it's probably Debo. It might. It could Um, be. Anyway, it it really could be. uh, We keep wanting to get started on these higher, lower, higher Marys, but you guys keep hitting us with super chats. So we're going to keep taking them. Thank you guys so Uh, much. Ruben Loy says, start McCole Hardman, who we've already referenced, or George Pickens, start Jalen Warren or Rashad White. I'm definitely starting Hardman over Pickens. I can tell you that. Yeah, Um, assuming Hardman's in. Now, obviously, we have that abdominal issue here, but assuming Hardman's in, 
Oh man, this is this is another close one though. My wide receiver thirty four. Pickens is my wide receiver thirty five. So like it couldn't if, be close. If, if he if he's playing, to me, it's not close. I don't know if that's true because remember Claypool's gone. So Pickens is for yeah, the first time in his NFL career is going to be an every down player. I don't know why he wasn't anyways because he's such a damn good blocker, throwing people out of the club, pancaking them. I love Pickens. Pittsburgh's got, no good, man. New Orleans with no Lattimore, they have been very susceptible to the exact prototype that Pickens is that big body receiver that you can't like. If they don't have Lattimore to press this guy, I don't think he's going to slow down. We got them fresh off the bye. We often will see rookies off of a bye week, the second half of the year, start to really pick it up. And we know how damn talented Pickens is. So I'm actually kind of leaning Pickens here. The risk is, of course, it's last week zero points. So there's definitely a much yeah, lower. Yeah, that's a risk. That's a risk. And Meanwhile, Hardman scores like three touchdowns a week these days. This is a preview of higher, lower hail Mary. Hardman is <laughs> over the last since week five. The wide receiver nine in fantasy football. Yeah, and if you eight. look at the eight guys above him, they're all just alpha number Nuts. ones. Like, you it's know, guys, guys where you're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if you were like, hey, who are the best eight receivers in the NFL? You'd probably come up with these eight guys or some variation 100%. of it. And then McCole Hardman's ninth. It's such a shocking, like, whoa. You see those eight names, like, yeah, makes sense. A.J. Brown is, like, the one guy like right at, right ahead of McCole Hardman in points. It's like eight, Justin eight. Jefferson, Cup, Devontae Adams, Nook. Um, you know, just everybody you would expect, uh, Chase, those guys. Yep. Exactly. He's really settled into that. It's him, it's Juju, it's Kelsey. And for so long, it was like a, who's it going to be this Stephon week? Is Diggs. it MBS popping up? Is Sky Moore going to be involved? It, they've really kind of settled in to those three receivers, Juju, McColl, and Kelsey. Jacksonville's a cakewalk matchup. And I've just been so impressed with Mahomes with this type of weapons cabinet. The guy's a fucking alien. He's how he is playing this he's year. At, he's on pace for like 5,500 yards and like 50 touchdowns right now with a pretty weak weapons cabinet. The guy is insane. And, and McCole Hardman has been a big part of that. As you mentioned, a five touchdowns in his last three games. Yeah, you know what? I, I think Hardman has the floor with a similar ceiling. So why not take the little bit of a safer option? I just love the player of Pickens. But yeah, right, well, I, I'm well, gonna go. I'm gonna go Hardman with you here. I'm, I'm there. It's Hardman to me, definitely. What about Warren or White, real quick? <sighs> I I love them both as stashes. I hate starting either one. I agree. If I have to go with one of them, I think I'm going. Rash- See, the thing is, is like both of these backups. The reason I love both of them as stashes are all the reports are both of these guys are starting to take over the backfield. That's why I think both of them have to be rostered right now. I don't love starting either. Part of me, my gut's just kind of saying Warren has a has a solid week. Like I, I have a better feeling that Warren's going to see fifteen touches out of nowhere, whereas Rashad White will probably remain in that eight to ten touch role, and he just hasn't been that great in that role right now. I could see Warren being like one that just blows up and is like everybody's tossing all their fab on, given how bad Najee's been, which we're going to hit in just a couple minutes. If you guys ever stop super chatting us again, thank you guys so friggin' much. It's been awesome. So generous of you. Uh, but yeah, I, I go Warren here. What about you, Truth? I'd probably go Warren if I'm starting someone, but I like White more as a stash. I have yeah, to admit. I think we are, we're aligned on that one. All right, let's go higher, lower, Hail Mary, guys. And thank you so much for your generosity. Seriously, we really do and appreciate it. It is so greatly appreciated. Wolf, we got about 50 of you here with us too right now. We love to see that growth this season so much. That thumbs up button will continue to help us get out to more people. would be so greatly appreciated. Some new names like Ruben with that super chat. I haven't seen you here before. Sorry if I don't remember that. But if you're new and you like what you're hearing, hit that sub button. We are live four times a week 
answering your questions on Waiver Wire Tuesday, Sunday morning, recapping it on Sunday night as well. And then, of course, our Thursday night show, which I always love. Uh, looks like you guys are all here for it, too. So awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Thanks again so much. Keep getting those questions in. We'll blow through this. I'll go as fast as I can with still right. getting the point in truth. Because I know yeah, let's you try to get let's try to hit this mailbag. All right, higher, lower, Hail Mary. Quarterbacks were higher on Kirk Cousins at Buffalo. Quarterback nine for the Wolf. The experts actually like him all the way down at fourteen. Why do you like him more? It's just more so the competition. Like he's ranked right now below Brady, Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy G. I feel like Kirk has been rock solid. All year. It's never sexy. It's not huge upside, but 23-17, 23-17 in his last four weeks, he's been damn solid. And I know Buffalo is about as scary of a matchup as you can ask for, but I think the, the bikes are rolling. They're clearly, you saw the shirtless dancing at Kirk Cousins. Like this team is rallying behind this guy. He's playing good, solid ball. I think we're in for just another nice 17 to 23 point day. Ceiling's capped, but the floor is pretty high. And I don't think it craters out just because it's a tough matchup against Buffalo. I think we get another nice Kirk Cousins start, and I'm not benching him this week. Daniel Jones going against the Texans. You got him all the way down at 18. The experts have him as a fringe starter at 12. Why? Why the hate? <laughs> he just hasn't been that good this year. He's had one game as the QB3 at 29 points. It was a monster because he had 107 rush yards. He had one game as the QB8 where he had 68 rush yards. The rest of the season, he's been outside the top 20 quarterbacks. He's been solid in real life. He's converting good third downs. He's making solid decisions. But fantasy-wise, there's this like hype about him that I just don't get. I haven't bought into. He's had two good weeks out of nine on the season so far. I, it, good real life, bad fantasy. And I think people are overrating the real-life play of this guy and making him into a fantasy thing that he's not really in Houston we saw them limit Jalen Hurts last week as a rusher. They've been a bottom three matchup, and I don't know why. I don't see why this defense is good, but they have been very good against quarterbacks. I don't think it's a good matchup. I don't think Daniel Jones is a very good fantasy player. And so unless we get another 60 to 100-yard rushing day, which they have not been generous to on the ground right now to quarterbacks, I just think he's a mess starter that's getting way too much hype. So as a, he's ranked as a quarterback one. To me, he's only a, a two-QB league type of guy. All right, Hail Mary, Jacoby Brissett, he of the throwing to Donovan Peoples-Jones, who I'm starting this week, at Miami, quarterback 15, six above the experts. He's only 11% rostered. I'm a big fan of Jacoby Brissett right now. He's coming off a 20-point outing where he threw for 278 yards. The guy does have a little bit of mobility, hasn't been flashing it too much, but Miami is giving up the most points to quarterbacks so far this year, and that was even before Jalen Hurts smashed them for 42 points. They were still a top-three matchup for QBs. Good spot for Brissett. I think they're going to get down big and get down early. This guy is going to need to chuck to a good weapons cabinet. He only has a couple more starts in him. You know he's going to be trying to put his best tape forward for these last couple weeks. Good matchup, good weapons, playing from behind, so a good script too. I think Brissett's a smash play this week if you're desperate. Uh, definitely my favorite widely available quarterback. I have him above Mariota. A lot of people asking, do I play Mariota tonight? I agree Go with Brissett instead. I think it's a great spot for him this week. I think he's going to have at least 18 fantasy points and be a real solid play for you. A couple things we're watching on the quarterback angle. Josh Allen's health, obviously, when the number one quarterback in fantasy uh, is in question. We definitely are interested to see if he comes back, and if so, how's he look? Uh, and if he doesn't, how's that going to affect the extremely good Buffalo wide receivers? Also, uh, Pickett is entering the soft part of his schedule. Is there any hope for fantasy viability here? We'll obviously be keeping an eye on both of those potential storylines. Let's go to running backs and the guy that's leading the way higher 
Oh, guy yeah. we both love. We got stock in this guy. Jeff Wilson going against Cleveland. You got him as your RB19. That's eight above the experts. I, I know I'm possibly just caught up in the hype, although kind of we're the ones generating a lot of the hype. But I really love Wilson. <laughs> We've always been a Wilson podcast, and it was so glorious to see his first week with the team. We knew he had the familiarity Mike Daniels scheme, and they did not waste any time getting him in. He actually out-snapped Raheem Mostert. He out-targeted Raheem Mostert. They saw the same amount of carries, and guess what? Wilson on his nine carries went for 51 yards. Mostert went for 26. He looked better. He's four years younger, and he certainly looked sprier. He also had 21 yards receiving and a touchdown uh, compared to minimal receiving output for Raheem Mostert. I think that, and that's again his first week with the team. He's only there for four days. Now he's another whole week to get fully acclimated. I think he's going to end up being the starter sooner than later, maybe as early as this week, because he's definitely, it looks to me just a fresher player. And I like Mostert. Mostert still looked pretty solid. He scored himself. But to me, the fact that he came in and dominated, played over 50% of the snaps right from the start, I think that role is only going to get elevated. And you always have that risk of Mostert getting hurt mid-game. If that happens, we're looking at like a 20 carry back and one of the best offenses in the league. I consider him a quality running back too, moving forward with legitimate top eight upside if Mostert goes down. And I think that's a matter of when, not if. So I also, love Jeff Wilson. Also, it's a question of if he plays, but if he does, you like Zeke slightly, slightly better than the experts at Green Bay. 23, they like him at 26. Yeah, he's been a top 12 running back his last two games out there. Zeke is gross. I understand it. I know how much better Pollard <laughs> looks every time he's out there. But it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It matters what Jerry Jones thinks. And at this point, Zeke, every you know, 70%, 60%. And then that last time out against Detroit, only 50% of snaps because he got hurt. But this is the guy they want out there more often. They talk about Pollard only being a max 12-touch guy a week. So they're going to give Zeke some touches. Green Bay is number 31 in run DVOA by football outsiders. A bad, bad run defense. So I think Pollard is a great play, too. This isn't me saying I have Pollard higher than Zeke. But I think everybody, Zeke Gross, he's been terrible all year. He's actually been, again, top 12 running back, back-to-back weeks. He's had double-digit points in four of his last five games. He's been solid, and he's definitely the touchdown scorer, the hammer here. So I like Zeke against a really bad Green Bay defense, assuming he's in. Let's go to the other side. Guys were lower on. These are both no-brainers to me, by the way. Najee against the Saints, RB30, eight below the experts. Yeah. I can't James. believe the running back 22 in the no, ECR it, right now. It's what insane. I, I think that's just nuts. It's also, nuts. J- James Conner, also RB24 uh, at the Rams, four below the experts. Najee, more, a more egregious high ranking, but I agree with you wholeheartedly on both of these. A grand total of zero 20-plus yard runs, maybe the least explosive back right now in all of football. This side of Trent Richardson. A lot of Trent Richardson comparisons out there, and honestly, that's Are there really? The Are there really? A great rookie year, and that's then awesome. ultimately just fizzling into the background. So far this season, fewer rush yards than Daniel Jones, fewer rush touchdowns than Braxton Berrios, fewer receiving yards than Kyle Juszczyk. The lowest yards per carry in the NFL. Just to illustrate how damn bad Najee has been this year. And all the reports so far talking about how Warren's going to get more carries. Don't be surprised if Warren's featured more after the bye. And even one beat writer speculating, I wouldn't be shocked if Tomlin benches Najee and Jalen Warren is the workhorse on Sunday. So all of that risk of Warren, who's had 50 yards on six attempts to 32 yards for eight attempts for Najee their last time out, like, all year has been way more efficient, Warren, on his touches than Najee. If that's just going to take over the backfield at this point, 
I have no interest in playing Najee Harris. And then you mentioned running uh, – um, what's his name? Friggin' James, James Conner. Connor. James Conner this year. He scored zero touchdowns after having 20, 20-something last year. Was it 19, 20? I forget the exact amount he had. We knew regression was going to hit. But this hard, none of us could have expected. He hasn't had double-digit fantasy points since week one of the season. So, yeah, it's been real bad for James Conner this year. And I did love that he played 70% of his snaps his first week back. But the Rams have been a bottom three matchup for running backs this year. So if I can bench James Conner despite him being a 70% guy, I'm going to bench him. Yeah. All right, we talked Hail Marys. Jalen Warren, I mean, he's getting to the point where he might even be beyond a Hail Mary. At this point, he's 26% rostered. Also, Jarek McKinnon against Jacksonville, 16% rostered. It's hard to argue with either of those guys. I think those are both great picks. Yeah, Warren, Rashad White, the same idea that they had some standalone upside, but man, if something happens to the starters, or maybe they're just trending to take over the backfields anyways, those are my two type of preferred options. But McKinnon, if you want something steady, he hasn't had more than 10 points on a single game in half PPR. So you know you're not getting anything great, but eight, five, six, seven, you know you're going to get something from the guy. He played 60% of the snaps last week. He had six catches on eight targets. So he's always going to be involved. He also gets some goal line work. He has only converted one of those into a touchdown so far this year, but just a meaningful player in one of the best offenses in the league. Again, the ceiling is very low, but the floor is you're going to get six, seven points. So it really depends on what you need, but you're looking for a desperation Hail Mary. It's tough to find somebody this involved in such a good offense that if that's 14% rostered right now. Well, we're going to watch, obviously, the Bucks backfield. We want to see if Rashad can take over. He's only 40% rostered. Chase Edmonds in his Broncos debut. How ugly is it going to get in Denver? Also, Kyron, Kyron Williams finally playing. Should we care? Obviously, we'll keep an eye on all three of those things. I know we just talked about how bad Najee uh, kind of sucks and it, it's not like I disagree with you I saw an interesting uh, thing the other day that'll kind of blow your mind which is I saw a list of guys that were on the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide in 2018 listen to this list real fast Damian Harris Josh Jacobs Najee Harris Tua Jalen Hurts Mac Jones Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs Jalen Waddle. Irv Smith, Devontae Smith, all on the Alabama 2018. Team. What a stacked roster. Are you Holy kidding shit. me? All right. That's, this is college, folks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I know. When we get those, like, could this college team beat the worst team in the NFL? That's the type of college team that probably right. could. You're like, I don't know, probably. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, anyway, I saw that list. And I was like, wow, that's like 12, well, not rugs anymore, but 12, like, legit NFL guys. Exactly. All right. on to the wide receivers. Wide receivers. Now, we got over 60 of you here. I Again, we, I know we're sluts. We continue to beg for it. But, man, it would be so greatly appreciate that thumbs-up button. If you're here, you like what you're hearing. It does help us continue to grow. And, of course, all those new names out there. Love to see you guys. And if you want to be repeat with us, please do consider hitting that sub button. We keep clawing towards 3K. I think we're hitting it this year, baby. I love what we're doing. I, I think close. we are, too. I mean, like, we're, we're, like, actually dangerously close. I know. All right. Wide receivers were higher on Josh Palmer leads the way at San Francisco wide receiver 18. The experts have him down at 24. Yeah. 100%. The fact that both of these guys, Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen seem very likely to miss last game out. We saw eight catches over a hundred yards, 10 targets was the absolute alpha Josh Palmer. And I can think that absolutely continues here. San Fran, certainly a tougher matchup than Atlanta. I don't think it matters when you're Josh uh, Justin Herbert's number one, you put up numbers. That's been the case for Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, whoever it is. And right now it is Josh Palmer. Don't overthink it. 
smash this guy in your lineup, six spots above the ECR, and I feel great about that one. Cortland Sutton at Tennessee, 27, the expert time at 31. Let me just say, yuck. Yeah, it's gross, but ultimately Tennessee, the second most points to wide receivers, in particular, very vulnerable to number two receivers. So if that's what Sutton's role has become at this point, all the better. I feel, you know, again, two, four, and two points the last three weeks looks real ugly, mm, but don't yeah. forget 16, 14, 14, and 10 was a really solid wide receiver too to begin the year. I think him and Russ can regain that magic and certainly at the, this type of matchup, great spot to launch back into a solid second half of the year. We talked a lot about McCole Hardman already, so we don't have to get into it too much, but you do have him at 35, three spots higher than the experts. We referenced that list of nine guys, and we we mentioned a bunch of them. I'm just going to tell you, since week five, Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown. Yeah, like maybe like the eight best guys in the league, and then McCole Hardman. Unbelievable. And two straight top 12 weeks with 26 and 17 points, the wide receiver two and seven in his last two games, just cementing himself as a key player in one of the best offenses, maybe the best, the highest scoring offense by points right now. And he hasn't been under a wide receiver 30 for four straight weeks. I think his floor is kind of cemented at this point. The ceiling is clearly top 10 each and every week. I don't get why this guy is routinely ranked outside the top. He's the wide receiver 40 right now. Again, he hasn't finished outside the top 30 receivers in four straight weeks. I love McCole Hardman. I mean, he was out there in over half a league's entering the week. Go check your waiver wire. I think he's a smash play this week. He's like a sketchy running threat, too. I don't, I, I, I'm bumping him up. I know I have him at wide receiver like 30 in my rank, 35. I want him above Mooney, Moore, Curtis Samuel pick. Like I'm looking at my rank and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I like he, him more than all those guys. Uh, yeah, he's way too low. I'm bumping him up as we speak. The live update, folks, he's going to definitely be inside my top 30 receivers because that's what he's been for four straight weeks. I love McCole Hart. guy we're lower than uh, or low, lower on Michael Pittman uh, at Vegas, wide receiver 37, seven below the experts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> seven catches in 53 yards and three catches for 22 yards zero touchdowns since sam ellinger has taken over this is a hideous offense that i think only gets uglier with jeff saturday and a first-time play caller i forget the dude's name like a 30 year old passing game intern is now calling plays i think it's only getting worse for the Colts. so until matt ryan comes back if he comes back i want nothing to do with any weapons here besides jonathan taylor Hail Marys, we talked a little bit already about how we both like Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's at Miami, wide receiver 39. He's 31% rostered. You also like Matt Mac Hollins against Indianapolis, 14% rostered. We talked about how depleted that Raiders receiving core is. Maybe Mac Hollins can fill some of that void. DPJ, everybody thinks of this guy as like a deep speed boomer bus guy. Through his last five games, he has 11 or more PPR points, and his lowest game was nine points. So he has been a rock-solid high-floor guy that we actually haven't even seen a big boom from yet. So if we get that deep touchdown at least one of these weeks, and Miami has been very, very susceptible to the big play at wide receiver, I think DPJ could be an absolute monster. Plus, you get the upside of Watson returning soon. So you got the usability right now. Plus, you got the upside when Watson, one of the best deep passers, is back. Great play. And then Matt Collins for the next four weeks is the clear-cut number two option in this offense. We've only seen two games so far without Renfro. One of them was like a three-catch 50-yard day. was meh. But the other one, eight catches on 11 targets, 158 yards, and a score was a top-two receiver that week. So we know that upside exists. He now has a clearer path to that type of upside. I think he is – I mean, all the advanced analytics, passer rating when targeted, target share on routes run. Like this guy has a lot of signs that point to great production. And now he's going to be 
guaranteed that usage. I love Matt Collins moving forward. 14% rostered. Go scoop him up. Uh, guys, we're watching. Obviously, we've talked a lot about Debo. And again, I've been a little down on his, uh, you know, his floor being down. I love Debo. Debo returning to the field alongside full-time uh, Christian McCaffrey. How do they coexist? What does that mean for Brandon Ayuk? I definitely will be watching that closely. Very interested. Also, Steelers wide receivers without Chase Claypool. Does Pickens beast mode come out? We'll obviously be checking both those storylines out. Let's get into tight ends and then let's hit this massive mailbag. Greg Dolchich. Guy that you're higher uh, on a tight end uh, at Tennessee. Tight end five, two spots higher than the experts. Love it. I, lo- I love him. He's had double-digit points in all three of his games in his NFL career. He's been a top-12 tight end all three games, and he's third in NFL history in yardage through first three games, walking right into a top-six matchup against Tennessee. Five of his next eight matchups are against bottom-10 defenses, too. I think you got yourself the locked-in tight end one rest of the season. Big, big fan of Dolce's. Plus, you got the hair. I mean – the, the guy just drips. We talked about the, t- the the tight end uniform. Like, you yeah. know how you go to the Halloween stores and they've got like cop, like, you know, all these different things. There should be just like tight end and it's just a white guy with a beard and long hair. That's Dolce's. He is a, the <laughs> rock solid Dolce's. Lower, no reason to waste your time. I don't have anybody I feel overly strong about. Just don't play Evan Ingram. Like, we're done with that for the year. Uh, tight end 19, five below the ECR. So he's ranked as a fringe starter. I'm done ever thinking about him. So no thank you, folks. Hail Mary-wise, I do like Noah Fant. Great athleticism. Looking good underneath with Debo and Tyler Lockett stretching the field. Had a nice 50-yard run after the catch. Starting to cook a little bit with 12 points last week. Uh, six targets, five catches, 96 yards. If he's going to keep carving out that meaningful type of role, it seems like he's really overtaken Disley at this point. I think you could definitely put him in top 10 matchup too against Tampa Bay, who's been pretty bad against tight ends so far this year. So yeah, I like him. And then we're just watching Hawkinson. Is he really is an absolute hog in Minnesota? He had nine targets, nine catches last week. Lo- love it if we could just lock him in as like a top four guy the rest of the season. And Cole Komet, three touchdowns his last two weeks. Is that for real? Is him and Justin Fields going up together at the right time? We'll maybe, maybe. Oh, a great spot to get into the end zone yet again. By the way, uh, most recent comment, Texas Hustlers in the house, posting oh, yeah. in all caps, Wolf and Baby Gronk. That's what he's calling <laughs> us now. I fucking love it. Alrighty, Wolfpack, the moment you've been waiting for. We got about 30 minutes for. That mailbag, baby. We're bringing you in, David, but we need you to be quick tonight because we got a loaded one. How can yeah. we help you, brother? Hey, what Hi. happened to you? I heard you were MIA briefly. Yes, Tuesday I had to lick my wounds after our, my call-in on Sunday because Wolf put me right in my spot. Uh, <laughs> so I missed you on Tuesday, baby, but happy to see you back, David. No, it's all good. A quick question. Full PPR is kind of something Wolf can think about for, till Sunday, but I have Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Zeke, and Pierce. I can only start three of the four. It's Damian Pierce, it's Jeff Wilson, and then you're not starting both Miami guys, so whoever the other option was is how I go with that one. Perfect. Thanks, Wolf. Cheers. Glad glad to see you back in action, David. Good to see you, my man. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. And on to the rest of the mailbag. We'll pack that last plea for that thumbs up button with over 60 here to get those questions answered. So greatly appreciated. Please do consider that thumbs up button. And again, you new names out there. If you like what you're hearing, do sub. We'll be live for you four times a week here to answer all those questions. Let's get through it, baby. All right, Jeff Lee. And Jeff's Lee, been baby. here the whole time. And he's, great hype uh, man. he's a great hype man for us. Thank you so much. Half point PPR, pick one. Gabe Davis, Donovan Peoples-Jones, or Josh Palmer. Pick one, Wolf. Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Josh Palmer, I think. It really depends on Josh Allen's status. But if Josh Allen's out, 
it, to me, it's no brainer. It's Josh Palmer. If Allen this gets a little bit closer, the Daddy Davis does get in the conversation. To me, DPJ is not quite there yet with these other two, but give me Josh Palmer as of right now. David, come on back here because in case we get any super chats, and if you want to jump the line and guarantee your answer, Wolfpack, that super chat's a way to do it. You guys are so generous early on tonight. If you want to jump the rest of the line, David, we need you back here to monitor those super chats. I know truth will keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> I'll do my best, but I'm at the top of the comment list right yeah. now. Jeff Lee, another half-point PPR. Who will have the earliest breakout going forward, uh, White or Jalen Warren? We've seen a lot of comps to these guys. I'm leaning towards White. What do you think, Will? Yeah, I like White just a little bit more, but I love both of these guys. If you have the room that you can stash them both, I do think Warren has a bigger week this week if I'm playing one or the other, but I do like the long tail upside of Rashad White just a little bit more. Both of them, though, two of my favorite running backs to have on my bench right now. Uh, so if I have one or the other, it is White, but again, I'd love to have both of them for sure. Kevin Rice, no world I would ever bench Pierce for Patterson, right? Nah, as much as I love CPAT, and I do, I have him running back 14. I got Pierce in my top 10 with an elevated passing game role these last two weeks. There's a no, you can never bench Pierce at this point. No way. Especially not tonight. Yeah. Um, Hit that uh, like button. Thank you again for the hype, Jeff Lee. Always hyping us up, man. Millie, see, but he started when there were 13 watching, and we've been up to like 75. Now we're up like seven. Yeah. I love All it. right, Millie, see, uh, hey, Wolfpack, pick one, uh, one running back, one flex Najee, Henderson, Warren, or Peoples Jones. See, I know I'm low on Najee. Uh, I'm definitely going Najee for the running back, though, until I officially see Warren take over. Unless we get a report on Sunday morning from someone more credible than whoever the fucking report was this week. If like Schefter comes out and says, you know, expect Jalen Warren to start and take over as the workhorse. Then we flip the two. I'm going one of the Steelers and most likely Najee. And then Peoples-Jones for the flex. I feel pretty good about that. He's my favorite of these three, uh, four options for sure. Agree on both of those. Y2J29. Can't believe I still ask this. Run with Pitts or Fryermuth? I'm going the Fry. I know it's a tough matchup against the Saints four tight ends, but Fry has been real solid, real steady. Pitts has just been such a roller coaster. And with this weather tonight, I'd rather have him on my bench. Agree. Travis Mason, what's good, fellas? Keep up the awesome work. Half point PPR. Man. Pick two, Gabe Pittman. Rashad White, Cooks, Tony. I'm going to go Gabe Davis. Even if Allen's out, I still think I prefer him over any of these other guys. And then I probably go Brandon Cooks begrudgingly. I don't love it, but we saw that pass game getting a little life with Dorsett having 70 yards, uh, you know, Chris Moore having 45 and a touchdown. Cooks can do one of those two things. So, yeah, I'd go Cooks and, and I, Gabe Davis here. I agree with those two. Too much lockstep tonight, Truth. Yep. We already <laughs> talked. We already got this one from Evan. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, the super chat. Good to see you, Danny Jennings. Jennings what's up? Ryan Thomas, how strong do you lean uh, Pollard over Foreman tonight as an RB slash flex? Not hugely strong, but I do go Pollard. The matchup is ripe against Green Bay. And let's say, you know, Zeke actually is surprisingly ruled out for another week. Then Pollard would be an absolute hammer play and so much stronger over Foreman. So anyways, I like Pollard a little bit more, but especially with that upside that maybe Zeke is ruled out. I don't think it's only about 20% chance or so, but if that happened, man, Pollard would be an absolute hammer play. and You'd be kicking yourself for not leaving it open. So I definitely play Pollard here. Ryan Hemmings, Roto Country. Let's ride. Don't, on- don't ever put our name in the same uh, breath as a Russell Wilson quote. No, I, I love it, my man. Let's go, Ryan. What do we nah, got? That's a fair, that's fair criticism. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Foreman with Hubbard back. We already addressed that. Plus where are you rank in Mariota? I've got him and Herbert. He ran rough shot against Carolina Fortnite back. Love the Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice vocab there, Ryan. I'm still going her, but I don't trust Mariota. I know he had a good game the last time out, but with this weather, with the inconsistent passing game volume, give me Herbert. I prefer him. And then, yeah, I like Foreman top 20 running back play, but he's my running back 20. So it really depends 
who your other options are. But in this weather, they're probably going to try to lean on the run game, both teams. So I do think Foreman is a good bet for like 60, 70 yards, maybe find the end zone. He's certainly good around there. But I think it's just going to be a messy, ugly evening. So if you have a better option, let us know. and We'll, we'll definitely weigh it out for you. Hoodie Arthur says, how do we feel about starting Terrace Marshall with the rain pouring tonight? I don't love starting him. I definitely like him as a bench player. I would like to see what he does. I need to know who your other options are. He's a fringe top 45 receiver for me. So he is in play, but not a guy I'm going after for sure. Uh, KJ says, I have Mixon on by and Gus the Bus on by. Am I okay starting Foreman tonight? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. Again, he's a nice top 20 guy and the type of back that should be solid in these type of weather conditions. So I feel pretty good, but definitely a little riskier now that we have Chuba Hubbard back. Not the smash play he would have been should Chuba Hubbard sat. So yeah, you're okay. Certainly with all these buys, you could do a whole lot worse for a bye week filling. So yeah, I think you're in a good spot, KJ. Daniel says, do we start Marshall over Hardman versus Jacksonville? Gallup versus Green Bay, Wandell versus Houston. I'm definitely going Hardman over Marshall. Uh, I'm going Marshall over all these guys. I mean, uh, Hardman over all these guys. Me too. Um, So I don't know how many you need to start, but I'm going to go Hardman, then Gallup, then Marshall. Yep. KJ says, should I start Kyle Pitts or Cole Komet? Rain expected tonight. Oh, that's tough. I think I go Pitts, but man, Komet does have that upside against Detroit. I would go. You're going Komet? Why why would you start Pitts? Just because Komet's been jack shit until the last two weeks, so. Okay. I mean, when when has Pitts not been jack shit? Last week, last time he faced Carolina, he had 15 points. I don't know. That wasn't last week, first of or all. Or two weeks ago. Whatever, okay. two weeks so ago. He's had one game, like, in his life. All right. Continuing forward. Starting pitch over Dolchich. No way. I'm going Dolchich definitely over Pitts. Um, and I, I would go Mariota over Russ, but – I don't like either of those guys at all, Michael. I'd go Jacoby Brissett over either if that helps you out. 12 point PBR, Cordero Patterson or Lenny Fournette? I'm going to go CPAT, honestly. I think I'm going to go CPAT over Fournette. What about you, Truth? I would probably lean Fournette, even though I admit there's plenty of evidence to suggest that's crazy. It's my running back 14 versus my running back 16. So, like, it's damn close. They're in the same tier. But I, I just love CPAT. I've always been a big Patterson guy, and he really has not disappointed me all season, even in that three headed committee, it seems like Fournette's now in a much closer committee too. So I lean, I lean Patterson. What's up fellas. Pick one, please. DJ Moore, Rondale Moore or Cortland Sutton. I'm going to go. I'm going to go DJ Moore, even with the weather. I think this is, you know, no AJ Terrell. He can dictate where he goes. So the weather doesn't impact the receivers as much. He crushed this team last time out. So I'm going to go DJ Moore. Um, what do you think of this one? Well, this is complicated here. What do you think? My quarterback's Lamar recently picked up fields round 15 keeper. I, no more I don't, I don't know. No, too complicated to answer in a rapid fire type of atmosphere. I have no idea. Trade deadline Monday. Yes. I think definitely worth moving, but you know, you're, what are you going to get? You got to target somebody that really needs a QB. Um, here we go. KJ, would you start Kirk cousins or Danny dimes this week? Cousins. I'm definitely going cousins. Higher, lower hail Mary. Hopefully answer that one for you. KJ. Do I pick up Matt Collins and Jarek McKinnon? Yeah. They're both guys you could take a stab at. Yeah. Both worth a stab, but it really depends again, like who you're, who you're dropping them for. Right. Um, alrighty. Uh, pick one for CJ. <laughs> uh, pick one Foreman Thielen or Connor. I kind of like Foreman out of all those options in a messy game. I think he's the, the best option here. I agree. It's talking about uh, likely, I think. Yeah, so he's talking about likely. He's not a bad player. He really isn't. But I, you know, I'd rather have Warren and White on my bench this week if those guys are both out there. Palmer's matchup against the Niners scares me a little. Should I maybe think about Pickens instead? I don't blame you for being scared. The Chargers uh, don't look like much to me. 
but go they ahead. don't, but their number one receiver every single week has been very, very viable. Palmer's a player, and I think he just continued to elevate his role. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm definitely going Palmer here, unless the other guys are back somehow. Okay. Uh, I can't – my control has been lost for some reason. Can you uh, okay. move through it? Okay. Rico, pick only two, DJ Moore, Elliott, Foreman, Montgomery. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the two running backs. I'm gonna bench more tonight with the weather. I like. I feel good about both those running backs there. So uh, I, I feel like it's safer and, and less likely to just completely disappear on you. What about you? Joker. Do you play, do you play more over either back? Yes, I would. Joker. Uh, I would play him. Maybe you know what? I'd probably no. I wouldn't. I take it back. I'm looking right. at the list, and I wouldn't. We do have a super chat from Valentin Salazar. It did not come through yet. So let us know what your question is, Valentin. Thanks so, so much for the support. Yeah. But I imagine there's a question tied to that. So please let us know. I think truth in the meantime, I should probably go. I was just about to kick it to you for rapid fire. We got a lot of questions to go and we'd like to be done in like 10 minutes. So all right. So I'm going to do a quick rapid fire for you guys. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, we left off here. Flex. I believe. No, no, we missed. Uh, the Joker here. Jamal Williams, Jeff Wilson, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Donta Foreman. I'm going to go Jamal Williams, and I'm going to go Jeff Wilson here as my two favorite plays of that list. Um, we got Flam first, Connor McLaurin, D. Johnson, Foreman. I got to pick only one of them. Oh, I kind of want to go Terry McLaurin for here. Sabre thoughts. Uh, Jerry Judy for Goddard. Uh, yeah, I would do that. Definitely in a tight end premium. Give me Goddard for sure. Prize picks for CJ, Foreman over 12 and a half, Patterson over 13 and a half, Algier over 34 and a half, London under 36 and a half, Marriott under 29 and a half. CJ has been money on those prize picks. Folks, I recommend you tail them. And we do have another super chat. What do we got? Pick two, Wandell, uh, Hubbard, Gallup, DeAndre Carter. Oh, man. I mean, we don't know if Car- Carter's probably preferred option over the other receivers if those other guys are out. Uh, we still got to kind of follow up there. Uh, this is gross, Sebastian. <laughs> this has been ugly. Uh, question here. I kind of feel like I lean Gallup and DeAndre Carter is kind of where yeah, I go. Here. A, I don't I'm, love them. I'm embarrassed to say that's where I was leaning to. All righty. Uh, thanks so much for the support double tonight, uh, Sebastian. Keep your eyes peeled for again. Uh, I'm the down there at the bottom. Question. I'm watching. All righty. Awesome. And then we left off. Let me just find it here. Um, no, we did that. Did we do jelly of the month? Oh, no, yeah, that was that did. trade. Yeah, yeah. We so did. we left off on CJ's prize picks. Trey, my back is against the wall. Do I play Marshall tonight in bad weather? Do I gamble with Tony? Hope Hardman is ruled out. If Hardman's ruled out, it's definitely Tony. Um, but I just feel pretty sketch about that. You have no other options. What about Matt Collins? Is Matt Collins out there? I'd feel pretty good about this. I'd rather wait it out um, and not have to play Marshall tonight so is Matt Collins out there is Donovan Peoples Jones out there both preferred options and if neither are out there Trey then I think I just roll out Marshall he's been good these last two weeks play Foreman over any of these guys Deontay Mooney Rondale mm, I play Foreman over Rondale or Mooney so yeah I, I'd play him tonight Omar uh, but Thursday night has not been kind to us in your questions That's 16 true. here last beg for your thumbs up button guys be so appreciated Fatty Mateo Need help with running back to 50-50 matchup, just good floor. Chuba, CEH, Dylan, none of those guys have good floors. So, sorry, I can't really highly recommend any of these guys. Um, I would say the best is probably Algier, honestly, for the floor there. He's been pretty solid these last couple of weeks. Nice rainy day. Could get it done. Pollard, Jay Williams, and Foreman, pick two. I'm going to go Pollard and Jay Williams there, Jose, uh, especially in full PPR, both better pass catchers. 
play Foreman? Yeah, you could definitely play him. It depends on who your other options are. Should listen to you last week and played Patterson. Love the content. No, no spam at all, Kenny son. Glad to have oh, you man. back. Good to see you. Thanks for being here again. Uh, I wish we had uh, gotten it right with you, but uh, hey, hopefully we get it right for you this week. Any sleeper D? Uh, I do like the Cardinals, especially if Stafford's out, even better. But I love Pittsburgh with Watt coming back, with their safety returning, a banged-up line for the uh, Saints. Big fan of the uh, Steelers, a top-four defense for me this week, and out there in nearly every league, big fan of the Steelers. Thank you, Jeff Lee, again for all your hype. Pollard or Jeff Wilson this week? I'm going to go Pollard very, very slightly, Bulldog. Sutton or G. Pickens? Uh, I'm going to go Sutton, but I don't love it. Foreman or Wilson? The same question I have. I'm going Jeff Wilson there. 36, smash the like button. Thank you, Jeff. Always, I won you the league two years in a row. Love to hear it. Jeff always coming in with the hype. So pumped that it helped you win. Let's go three-peat. Three-peat, baby. Other option for Hubbard's Carter and Gallup. We just answered that one for you, Sebastian. I go either of those guys over Hubbard. I just don't trust him his first week back. Um, need one full PPR. DJ Moore, D. Smith, Mooney, or Davis. I'm going to lean... Oh, Davis, assuming Allen's in. And if Allen's out, I'm going to go Devonta. I don't play... Playing. Remember, Valentin uh, kicked us five bucks and then didn't ask a question. Just kicked us two more and then did ask a question. Pick uh, two Valentin, for the week. Thank you so much for the support. So greatly appreciated. Pick two for week 10. Rashad White, Hubbard, Algier. Pick two. I think I'm benching White there. I'm just going to go tonight with the running backs yeah. and hope they pound it out. But I, I, I you know what? I want to get w- at least one running back. Like both of these guys. Algier, I fear the best about. I'm going to go yeah. Rashad White and Algier. I would dump. I would. I would bench Hubbard personally. Yeah, I bench Hubbard too. Coming off the injury, rainy day could flare up at any moment. Uh, he feels the riskiest to me. So yeah, let's go Rashad White. Let's go Algier. We're in agreement there. Uh, truth. All righty. I we left off at Jeff. While uh, Jeff was hyping us up, links not working for the Colin. I don't know why, but uh, it worked for for Campanelli at least. Sorry, y'all may have missed this, but. Uh, yeah, Foreman does have some upside with Chuba, even with Chuba active, given the uh, run game conditions. He should plow through defenses tonight. Uh, what's your favorite cereal? Uh, great question. I could go into that all day, but probably Cinnamon Toast. No, you know what? Oh, I love, God, that's good. You know what I recently discovered? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I do uh, love Strawberry Frosted Mini Wheats. It's been my new jam. Oh, those are good. Not unhealthy and good source of fiber. Great taste. I'll get back to your question. But Dylan Adams with a $5 Super Chat. Fucking $10 and $5, you're the man, Dylan. Higby or Komet? Higby's in a great matchup this week, but if his quarterback is shit, uh, then we got to go Komet. So that's really a, if Stafford's in, I go Higby. If Stafford's out, I'm going to go Komet there. Samuel or Hardman or Devonta Smith is my wide receiver too. I kind of am feeling <laughs> Hardman here. I'm kind of feeling Hardman, but all in the same tier for me there, Dylan. But I'm going to go Hardman and I'm going to go Higby as long as Stafford's in. Otherwise, you pivot and go the other way. We also um, said that we deserve the nicest pair of tatas in our face for the great advice. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take them. Thank you so much. Uh, Dante Foreman or Aaron Jones? I'm going to go Aaron Jones over Foreman. Aaron Jones and Amon St. Brown for Cup and Mostert. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Cup side of that. Uh, my prediction night, they announced who signs OBJ. I hope so. Let's find out, baby. Um, Once we get big, can we just get uh, on on our like Sunday broadcast? Can we just get Jeff there with a megaphone? That'd be awesome. Maybe well, Texas Hustler too. Just hyping us up, Hustler and Jeff will fly. Hustler up. can wear the Flavor Flav clock. Yeah, absolutely. Gino, Jimmy G, Russ, or Lawrence? I'm going Gino Smith there for you, Krana, and Jeff Wilson over Matt Collins for sure. Uh, Battle link should be in the description. Some people commenting it might not be working. I don't know if that's the Battle link or where that is. 
Uh, but definitely check it out for us, David. It should be in the description there. I can text it to you if not. Appreciate it, fellas. Yeah, so that was the trade one. Poor says, unlikely AK. So maybe he doesn't get suspended, but even so, that risk does loom. Who do I bench, Foreman, Sutton, or Palmer? Uh, I'm benching Sutton there, C. Woodsy. DJ Moore, Singletary is flex. Uh, I'm going to go DJ Moore there. Devonta, Hardman, Curtis Samuel. I'm going Hardman there, Dylan Adams. Start Cordell Patterson or Juju. I'm going to go Patterson. Should I trade Burrow for Devontae Adams? Yes, 110%. Wash your hands. Yes. Uh, thank you, Ruben. Uh, and thanks again for the super chat. Yeah. Jeff Smith, it. trade Keenan. I can't do a trade question right now. Sorry. Too much uh, Too much crunch time. Uh, yes, definitely trade um, Burrow for Adams. DJ Moore, Jay Wilson, or Sutton. I'm going Jay Wilson there. Giuseppe, Najee, Jeff Wilson, Mostert, or Monty. Pick one. Going Patterson there. Uh, should I start Foreman? I would definitely go Foreman over these other options. 215 Eagles. I'm going uh, Steelers, D. Giuseppe. Pollard or DJ Moore? I'm going Pollard. St. Brown scored. Uh, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, do we trust him more? Yeah, I trust him more than those other guys. Drop Wandale for Zay Jones. Shit for shit. I don't really care there, Giuseppe. Lockett or St. Brown? Uh, I would have St. Brown there. Half, I don't know what the other question is. Swift, Jamal Williams, Gabe Davis, Jay Wilson, or Ayuk for Sarah? Uh, I'm going to go... Mm. I think I'm going to Sarah's teams are always so good. It's ridiculous. They're so stacked. Uh, It looks like it is officially kickoff, so we will get out of here in a sec, but I'm just going to try to rip through the rest of these for you folks uh, for for being here with us. Algier, Hawk, Matt Collins, D. Mooney, Gabe Davis start two. I'm going to go Hawkinson, and I'm going to go Gabe Davis, unless Allen's out, and then I pivot to uh, Darnell Mooney there. Dirk, running back two, sucks. Gordon or Chuba? I'm going to go Gordon. Uh, Chuba won't get enough touches. I agree there. Smash, as he says, smash that like button. DJ Moore, Pittman, DJ Moore uh, for me. You guys rock. Thank you, Dave Stenson. You rock, Dave. You rock. Uh, the, the hype man has arrived, baby. Great to see you. Talking football with the best of the best. Thank you for being here with us, Texas. Commander Higby's bitch ass. We already entered that for you. The Stafford's and I'm going the bitch ass. Ayuk, Ron Daler, Claypool. The matchup's just so good for Higby. Um, I'm going to go Ayuk here, DJ Johnson. Do you start Foreman? Depends on the other option, Nicola. You could certainly start him for sure. Uh, Everett or Fryermuth? I'm going Everett. Schulter, Everett at tight end. I'm going Everett. Herbert, Mooney, or Gordon at flex. I'm going uh, Mooney there. And uh, there you go. No BS, just straight facts. I fucking love you, Hustler. Half PPR, Evans, Godwin, Keenan, Rondale, or C. Samuel. Definitely Mike Evans for me. Um, need two backs starting for week 10. Who do you go with, Foreman, Patterson, or Williams? I'm benching Foreman there. Yep. Uh, assuming it's Jamal Williams. Pierce sits out. Do I go Hunt or Herbert? Uh, which Pierce? Pierce isn't sitting out, so we don't have to worry about that Y2J. Foreman or Wilson Jr.? Wilson Jr., baby. Thoughts on Ayuk over Foreman in the flex? I like Ayuk. I look I, I do too. He's been damn good. 11 targets in back-to-back weeks. Let's go. Jamal Williams over Foreman for you, Damon. Uh, Foreman or Hubbard? Definitely Foreman. Foreman. Monty, Foreman, Connor, Singletary, and Mostert. We need two. We're going to go Monty. We're going to go Foreman there, Jacob. Pitts or Dolchicks? Dolchicks for me. Foreman or Pollard? Pollard. Hunt, Hubbard, or Foreman? I'm going Foreman, baby. Hubbard or Gibson? I'm going to go uh, Gibson. Definitely Chandu. K. Herbert or MVS? K. Herbert. Should I start Pitts tonight or Ertz? Definitely Ertz. Ertz. 110%. He's been so solid. Gibson over Hubbard. Uh, I'm definitely going to go... Yeah, he had a good game, but I don't I don't give a shit. He's been so up or down. Start Foreman depends on your option, but yes, he's absolutely startable. Hubbard or Gibson. Asking, I'm putting you in timeout. I haven't had to put anybody in timeout tonight, but we've gotten that one on repeat. So putting in there. Uh Brian Robinson or Foreman. 
Uh, I'm going to go Foreman. Foreman. The link for Battle's not working. Good to know, Craig Sarno. We'll take that out and we'll, we'll work uh, on it. Back. Foreman over Patterson. I'm definitely going Patterson. And thank you. That wraps us on up. Wolfpack, an awesome show. So much good interaction. Thank you so much for being here. All those thumbs up mean the world. If you haven't already hit it and you can on your way out, we greatly appreciate it. If you're new here and you haven't subbed, uh, please do uh, consider subbing there. Starter said spite shit. That was a day one guy truth that was shitting all over. I was like, randomly was just like, you guys are the sheep. After like being with us for five years, asking questions day in and day out, just decided to randomly have a horrible turn on us. So yeah, we're benching him. Was he was he uh, like a, a tailgate guy? I bet you uh, he was Jimmy Pop is what I'm guessing. He was the one that came in here and like started shitting on us, saying nobody cares what we have to say and stuff. Uh, yeah, he's been in tailgate day from day one. Uh, who knows? But yeah, we're definitely benching him. But Wolfpack, thank you again so much for being here. RosaryJournal.com, you can find my updated rankings. We'll be live Sunday morning to help you out with all your other remaining sit starts. You guys are the legends. Yeah, Thanks great show. For being with us for an awesome show. Thumbs up on the way out. If you're here for the replay, all the better. Uh, sub if you're new. It'd be awesome to have you come back. We have so many new names out there. So good to see you. Thanks for coming to the show. Best of luck in week 10. We'll see you Sunday morning. We'll back. Cheers. And a wolf fantasy sheep. Be the wolf, guys. Later. Later. We used to have it all. But now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. And take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go. But at least we stole the show. Old-fashioned football right there, folks.